I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. fucking Mark Twain shit, because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone. Hello, boys and girls. This is Uncle Dick. Let's all take a trip to Mistress Mary's Mistress Mary's Mistress Mary's everybody and welcome to who will survive horror podcast this is episode 27 and is going to be another one of our repeat themes but before we get into what the theme of this is let me introduce my co-host marco what's going on hello i'm here hey uh we are are back doing another one of our our themes from kind of early on in the in the career of the show which yes was Ironically, this is episode 27, and we had done the same thing on episode 7, so that's <laughs> 20 episodes ago. There you go. We did the there's same a, thing? There's a little method to it, I guess, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know things certain to kind of like fall into place like that, you know, or certain coincidences, you know, happen and stuff. But uh, yeah, man, this this was um, before we get into like the actual what we were doing. I mean, this this episode preparing for it was it was refreshing yet kind of stressful for me a little bit um you know refreshing that meaning that we have to rush and like you know sit there and analyze movies to a point and uh sure yeah yeah. like okay what am i gonna talk about i don't want to just go oh it was cool that was good but then it's stressful because uh um at the same time it was hard you know of course this is a list show and it's always hard to make a list because it's it's a commitment you know right right well and i think the the hard thing is because this is our our part two of better late than never our best of Mm -hmm. the best of the year show and when when making the list for myself i know i really tried to commit to watching a pretty good amount of movies released this year primarily horror and Mm -hmm. As I'm going through them, I'm trying to kind of like be fair and, and think about everything. And obviously, I don't have sure. time to rewatch every fucking movie that sure. might make my top 20. So yeah. I picked and choose of what I can rewatch. And then some stuff came up because we went on this big binge of 2018 movies. <laughs> Which kind of th- helped through a little last bit. <laughs> month. Yeah. And 
a bunch yeah, of yeah. stuff we watched in there that I'm like, oh fuck, now I gotta try and fit this in now because this is fucking yeah. cool and yeah. So that just started fucking everything up too. And then there was something we talked about on the last show that there was a movie that I really liked that my my positioning of it was hard to determine because I wasn't able to watch it again. It was in the theater and it's not on video on demand or anything yet. So right, right. So now I'm stuck with that one too. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah it's, uh, well, it's hard because you want to give everything justice. You you want yeah, to uh, absolutely. feel like you're being fair. And I know you know we're not we're not like a huge mega popular podcast that gets millions of downloads or something but sure to the the five to ten people that are listening or however many it might be we mm-hmm. want to make sure that they <laughs> that you know we put out a good opinion and we are, are always yeah at least respectful i think of everything that we do cover and so yeah if i'm gonna say hey this is my favorite movie of the year and these are my top 20 movies that i watched out of out of these releases and whatever then i want to feel somewhat confident in my choices so Oh, of course, of course, and that's again, that's the stressful part of it. That's the commitment, you know. Like I'm mm-hmm. putting this here, um, and I know we initially said we were gonna do top ten movies of 2018, and then we opened it up to 20 movies, and I was like, oh, thank God, because, you know, I just don't want to leave things off because I mean, I, I I happen to like a lot of things. I like it. I'm I'm easily entertained. Sure, just sure. Just put it that way. Um, uh, and you know, and so. I in and uh, I did not get to see everything I wanted to see in 2018. But again, you know, this is something we do anyway. Yes, we're horror fanatics and we do a podcast, but we're this is also a kind of a hobby for us too to watch horror movies. We're just fans of it, so it's like just because yeah, I yeah. missed it in theaters or missed it, in th- it doesn't mean I'm not going to watch it. You know, of course. And I always look sure. forward to like, oh, cool. You know, uh, this is coming out in VOD. I, I get to watch it now, and it's and it's like a whole thing. Yeah, and I, I feel fairly confident that all of the stuff that I didn't see is probably stuff that at least maybe would have been lower in my in my mm. top 20 or something, but mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like I at least paid attention enough to other things that maybe I didn't see, yeah. but I know enough about them from hearing other people talk about them or having them reviewed with or without spoilers or something, but... Right, right. Enough that I can say, you know, eh, I, I know kind of where I'm probably going to end up being... Which, sure. But I think this was interesting because for both of us, it was our first time really kind of trying to just know as much as we could about what was coming out and, and yeah. yeah, what was available and, and all through independent things. And I really am pretty diligent about trying to kind of follow that and just at least see what might grab my attention. Because there are so many things, mm-hmm. there's probably hundreds of movies between all of the the terrible movies that go straight to Amazon Prime and and stuff that just, you know, isn't even worth watching and stuff. Right. Well, that's the whole thing. It's like, I'm glad that you do what I do is the whole, you watch the trailer first, you know, sometimes. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll go in blind, but I'll watch a trailer for a lot of movies and then I'll pick and I'll make a list, right? Yeah. If you don't know enough about it or it's just got some kind of a possibly intriguing premise or cover or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll watch the trailer, but... Yeah, because if, you know, it scares me sometimes when I'm going through and I'm like, just like, okay, I want to watch this movie. I've never heard anything about it. But, you know, it could be a gem, even though maybe no one's talking about it yet, but it's still out there. I, again, Mm -hmm. like a lot of things. So, but then you get into like the whole, oh shit, uh, this is a Krampus type movie. You know, it could uh, be Krampus the Christmas Devil. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. All of a sudden you're getting that type of vibe on that and you're like, wow, I'm (laughs) wasting my time. Right. You know, when I should have been watching Overlord this whole time, right? So, (laughs) (laughs) so that's always scary but at the same time you know it's it's um sure sure uh, (laughs) 
for it's the box of chocolates you know oh yeah yeah and i i think so. we we kind of tried to do this last year and because mm. we had just started the show and I just kind of threw together a list of some movies from from last year, and we did a quick last minute thing. Yeah, and we were like, "Well, we'll just call it better late than never." And then, because yeah. between between uh, October and December, we ended up doing so much goddamn theme stuff that <laughs> didn't end yeah. up getting to watch a lot of 2018 stuff. So it was like, "All right, well, now I really got to catch up on 2018." So all through January, we did catch up on 2018, mm-hmm. and now. We're going to repeat this theme of better late than never. So I guess once you've heard everyone else's top ten lists that have come out, then I guess you'll get to hear ours after that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That, and not, honestly, that's why I like keeping two lists. I like the eight, mm-hmm. 2018 released, you know, so we could talk about like like what's relevant, and mm-hmm. then you could talk, and then I have a what have I seen for the first time ever, even if it's a 1960s film, but I saw it for the first time here, and we could talk right. about it. You know, I love that list also yeah 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 i didn't keep track of everything that i saw for the first time i just i know i kept track of everything that i watched but now that i'm using the letterboxd app yeah i I think that curates your choices a little more and will tell you yes all of your first time watches and such so yep yep i am looking forward to my year-end report in (laughs) 11 months so. Exactly. No, it's cool. <laughs> we'll see what that looks like. Uh, all right. So what we're going to do is we'll lay out the show here and kind of roll into this. And we are going to do our top five non-horror 2018 releases, which I don't know about you, but I had only seen like seven or eight <laughs> non-horror movies, maybe. So <laughs> yeah. It's like definitely uh, less than yeah. ten. So it's just whatever you have seen other than horror. <laughs> yeah, there was a couple um, things I had to leave off. So yeah, there uh, for me, I did watch a lot more, but nothing worth mentioning. You know what I mean? Like there was like these top movies that I've seen that non horror. Um, sure. Because sure. again, I I always I'm a sucker for like I was just we're talking about this before the show. You know, sometimes I'll um, be flicking through like Netflix or Shutter or something like that, finding something to watch, and then I'll come across like a comedy that I've never seen, and I'll watch the comedy or actually, okay. I'll, you know, I'm a I'm a movie buff in general anyway. But sure, you know, sure. And sometimes that's a little bit of a distraction, but I've seen a lot more comedies <laughs> than I did mm-hmm. like action and stuff. But uh, I, I mean, of course, they didn't make my non-horror list, but yeah, I didn't see too many movies last year as far as like going to the movie theater itself. You know. Yeah, I. I'm I'm pretty selective about the non-horror stuff that I will see, and and most of it was theater watch stuff, anyways. But mm-hmm. um, I I think a lot of the stuff that is on our list, and we kind of had some discussions about a couple of the movies, and decided to move them off of horror to put them into the non-horror category. Yes, yes. And there's probably a few other things that maybe are a little bit on the fringe, but we don't like to really try and be sure. nuts about that, and and just sure. like whatever. If it's if it's close enough, it's close enough, kind of thing. I feel like, yeah. But, yeah, exactly. Like I said, it's, it's very broad, you know. Right. So here, I'll tell you right now that I watched 92 2018 movies. And hold on, this thing's fucking loading slowly. This is awesome for <laughs> podcasting. Uh, I watched seven non-horror <laughs> not, movies. <laughs> That's great. So there's two that I left off. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's just of 2018 releases, but yeah, I don't right, really, right. I mean, I don't watch a lot of comedy stuff, obviously, mm. and any comedy stuff that I watch ends up being like horror comedy, which 
kind of ends up dominate dominating my list. I feel like a little bit, anyways. But sure, yeah, I I feel like I have to watch comedies um, sometimes because mm-hmm. you know, and, and a lot of you know, a couple of these movies that you know, as I was saying, you know, during our show and stuff, like that, it depresses me, and not in a way that it really affects me. I'm I'm really joking, but mm-hmm. it's like a palate cleanser. Like I'm I need a laugh. I need give me a John Candy movie now. Let's 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 delve into this a little bit just to you know refresh. Um, sure, sure. You know what I mean? Like I said, it doesn't affect me whatsoever. Uh, horror movies, any kind of stuff like that. But you know, every once in a while, if I'm if I'm doing it for like weeks on end, like we did for a Halloween show where mm-hmm. we were watching six movies a week, um, every once in a while you just start to forget what else is out there. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and I also am just not a fan of of super serious drama, Oscar worthy type stuff. Like it. Oh, me neither. It it does absolutely nothing for me. And like I yeah, don't. Me neither. It, it doesn't offend me. I'm not like, oh, those movies are fucking terrible. Or, like, I, I get that they're good movies. I get it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just not the audience for it, so. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I, uh, I mean, well, why don't we, yeah. uh, why don't we start uh, going back and forth with our non-horror. Okay. F- starting at five and ending at one. Um, I can go first. Yeah, sure. And I am going to have, uh, so... Basically, all of these movies I rated a nine, so it was really just kind of listing them by which ones I liked the best, gotcha. I guess. Gotcha. And yeah. the number five is going to be The Night Comes For Us, which okay. is a it's it's a martial arts type movie, action oh, movie. Right. Uh, d- went direct to Netflix. It is directed by Timo Tahanto, which I, I'm probably saying terribly wrong, but he's one of the <laughs> right, two. Right. They're, they're known as the Mo Brothers that have made... Uh, a bunch of badass movies like um, like um, Macabre, Killers, yeah, um, Headshot. They had a bunch of these like badass action horror type movies, and so yeah, yeah. this one's not quite a horror movie, but there's way more violence than probably any other horror movie than we've seen this year in this movie. So very cool. Very some cool. of the best fight choreography in this one, and this is the kind of stuff that I I need to see more of this kind of shit because I love these movies. Right. So. Right. I have to, yeah, you're uh, you you're definitely that action action Jackson's type uh, person where you like that kind of stuff, you know, um, where it's yeah you know, yeah great fight the, scenes and stuff and yeah like one guy versus fifty guys and <laughs> you know yes. Jackie Chan Bruce Lee type stuff, you know. Right, exactly. I yeah, need to so definitely watch more of that. <laughs> so yeah, me. You know what? Honestly, me too. I do too. Um, this is going like I said. My my number five here is uh, it's going a little bit of the you know, pop culture geek side of things. And, and it's Bumblebee just because of oh, the nice. first five minutes of the film, really. I mean, it, it takes you back to like, this is a movie I want to sit there and watch mm-hmm. uh, over and over. And it was actually a good movie. Again, I'm, I don't rate a lot of comic book movies because they're, I think they're all blending each other with the same, but you know, this is more of a cartoon kind of thing and going with a complete non-horror opposite end of the spectrum, you know, Bumblebee's my number five. So I don't know if you got a chance to see that. I did not, but um, I'm I'm not a I'm not a huge uh, Transformer fan necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like I think I had saw the first two movies, and I know this one is supposed to be better than yeah. those ones. And those Forget ones didn't even those. bother me. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like with a lot of the comic book stuff where I'll see something like Suicide yeah. Squad, and I go, "Oh, that was like kind of a fun mm-hmm. comedy action movie." And then people are like, "Oh, yeah. that movie was the fucking worst," and they ruined all the I characters. Know. And I'm like, "Well, I don't know I don't anything about them, deep. so I thought it was yeah, pretty funny." I, it's so. funny because like comic book <laughs> movies, I don't go that deep. 
but yeah, and that's I, I don't like... know enough about Transformer <laughs> stuff, so I, I probably yeah. would enjoy it if I saw it. It just was not a priority for me to see it, but I'll probably yeah. see it when it's available at home. If it's not already, I'll, I'll I, rec- I recommend it, it. Yeah, I recommend it. It's it's a great time. Nice. It's a great time. Yeah. Very good. I had okay. Where am I at number four? So this is one of the ones that we actually had talked about. Mm-hmm. And I think this one might come up again. So I and and we just did it on one of our shows, and that movie is Upgrade. Yes. Which is another. It's it's close to being a horror movie. There's a lot of badass violence in it, but it's really yes. more of an action sci-fi movie. It's it's kind of a Terminator esque type of thing that's going on in this movie or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we had discussed before and decided that we would keep this one off the horror list, which really was just kind of a cheat code to put more movies onto our top twenty horror. <laughs> yes, it was going to uh, make it into that. So yeah, exactly. And yes, this will come up again, so I will talk about it in a few seconds here. Nice. All right. So you're number um, four. Yeah, again, one of those movies where we kind of switch and we go take a deep look and go, Man, is this horror? Is this non-horror? Blah. And this movie could blur the lines definitely, and I have it as my as Low Life. Um, okay. And and people might be saying too, like, hey, Low Life came out a long time ago, and it's not 2018. It's like, but we're basing this off of when we it was available to us, and it does come up later on in our other list too. So just keep that in mind when you're talking about it. So this uh, Low Life is more like the crime drama and with mm-hmm. horror elements because of the gore and, and the violence into it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yes, yeah, yeah. Which I know, you know, you love this movie too. So uh, I moved it off my horror list into my top because I had to. I, I really had to. I love this movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this one, again, will, will come up on mine. So I'll save my cool. part for when we get to yeah, that yeah. one. So we are at number three. And number three is <laughs> I had seen... Two superhero movies. Oh, no, three. <laughs> I saw three superhero movies, and the only one that made my list, I, I left two of them off. Uh huh. And the one that made my list is actually Black Panther. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, the other ones yeah. I saw were Infinity Wars and Dead and Deadpool. Is it just Infinity War? Do I? Did I? I don't know if that's pluralized. Uh, I think it's just yeah, one, think, one war. Yeah, I right? think it's just one war. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Infinity War. We could be wrong. <laughs> but yeah. I saw that one and Deadpool 2, which Deadpool 2 was great. It's super funny. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, just the the mix of everything in Black Panther was so awesome to me, and I've watched it a couple times. I bought the Blu-ray, watched it at home. Yes. And not just you know because of the the cultural importance of it and everything, but sure the way that it that, that the movie blends old and new so well together with the Wakanda scenario where everything is. That's like the my favorite part of the whole movie is everything is like these stylized these tri- tribal yeah. rituals and and yeah. roots in the old ways and magic medicine and and mm-hmm. weird fucking mm-hmm. purple power flowers and and uh <laughs> then also the most advanced technology in the world. So Exactly. No, I I I loved Black Panther of all the comic book movies that were mm-hmm. out there. I this was really cool and again, I felt the social importance of this movie too. Mm-hmm. And I was I was caught up in the hype along with it because it was like you know to to a lot of people black panther means to what star wars means to me you know what i mean and the, right, and the right. hype around it and, and and the importance of the movie and it was fantastic to see another movie other than star wars really kind of just just bring a, a you know bring people together uh, and divide people too for some stupid reason i don't know why a comic book movie would divide anybody but it did it had its controversial you know moments oh yeah, yeah. well um, everything does exactly so but I, you know what? I didn't put the, uh, Black Panther on there because 
I felt I I was entertained <clears throat> more with other with another comic book movie. Okay. Um, then, then I didn't want to just load my list up with those movies because again, I, I'm getting a little bit burnt out of the Marvel universe. Sure, movies. sure. I you know I'm just kind of like I don't care anymore. You know well, it's, I mean? like, it's not. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it's, I guess the thing is, is, it's not really our thing. Like we've said before, we're not yeah, invested yeah. in the characters and stuff. So yeah. To us, it's like okay, that you know they're entertaining and they they look awesome and it's cool to see yeah exactly. big guy punch other big guy. But at the same time, yep. it's like we we're not we're not invested in things the way that we're invested in some crazy one million dollar budget independent bullshit movie. Yes, <laughs> that we no, can talk you're about for two hours or whatever. A hundred percent right. Yeah, there's just a little bit more in depth as to other. Th- yeah, you're right. Just, yeah. just you know, punch, punch, joke, punch, punch, joke. It well, it's just what works for us, and we don't know the other stories yeah. to talk about. So, yeah, exactly. So, with that said, after I just oh, bashed comic book movies, I'm going to my number three, which was a comic book movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it was honestly, it was on the premise of solely just I had, I had, you know. Uh, a smile ear to ear when I left the show and I was thoroughly entertained, mm-hmm. which was Deadpool too. And it oh, was yeah, because yeah. of, it was, I, I went in there kind of arms folded because I was like, I don't know. It's just a more of the same. And it, it was like, you know, something that more of the same just worked. And it was so funny. Um, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it was better than like, you, you know, like Avengers or, or, or black Panther. It was just that I was entertained more with Deadpool 2 because it wasn't serious it didn't take itself serious and maybe that's what I needed at this mm-hmm. in last year you know oh yeah yeah no I, I yeah. love that one too I think I probably rate that one at a 9 as well and it was more mm-hmm. to, to me like I said by default I wanted to leave two of the comic book comic book movies off and yes and only have the one on there just because of the other stuff I felt I liked yeah. better for whatever reason but yeah it's super funny I, I yep. would say probably joke for joke almost funnier than the first one because the first one has <laughs> yeah. its it's pretty heavy moments to it yes yes but i think you know it's 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 definitely something that is is very rewatchable like the way the first movie is too so yep definitely all right and that brings us to number two which uh, this will i guess this will be your opportunity to talk about this since it doesn't necessarily make your list Okay. And my number two is Solo, a Star Wars story. <laughs> yes. People are like, what? It didn't make his list? Are you nuts? And I have a reason, but go ahead. Uh, so for me, of, of all the, I guess, comic book movie, independent property type universes, Star Wars has always been my favorite too. And yes, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not as invested as, as you are and, <laughs> right. and your friends Sarlacc Digest, but sure. I have have been a lifelong fan. It's definitely you know my favorite of those type of universes, and and I don't know if I have made it super well known on the show or not, but Chewbacca is, mm-hmm. is my favorite character, and this oh, movie yeah. is is tons of Chewbacca. So yes, yes, and, and tons of Chewbacca. Yeah, you're a Chew, Chewie and, and Ewok person, definitely. Right. Yeah. My my uh, equation for this movie would be Mo Chewbacca equals Mo better. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was super yeah. fun. I mean, yes. there's a lot of a lot of comedy, but I don't I don't even mind when you know people say like comedy is overdone in the Last Jedi and stuff like that. But 
to me, sure. like I'm I'm an idiot that likes horror comedy type stuff anyway. So, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. what are you talking about? This movie's fucking funny. Like, why is that a problem? Right. Yeah. You know, I know. Say, like, I oh, know. the Predator is too funny. Like, uh, don't you don't like laughing? I don't get it. Like, <laughs> I know. D- d- what's but, like, wrong with you? I get yeah. it if the, you know people say like it's not the right tone for that thing or whatever. Sure. Okay, sure. You know, it's fine. That's your opinion. So. Right. Yeah, Solo did a great job though on the, on the comedy on the mm-hmm. humor part of it. It was it was almost perfect when it came oh, yeah, to yeah. like so many good actors. Yes. So many cool characters, and then just the the aesthetic of the movie is great because it has that old Star Wars kind of dirty look to most yep. of it, other than the parts that are supposed to be the clean parts. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah, man. Like I I purposely left Solo off because this would be my number one film of 2018, hands down. And I kind of wanted to like take a step back a little bit and go, look, let's let's just. Because right. I've always said this to everybody in my Star Wars trumps everything. Like there's Star Wars and then there's everything else. So sure, I, could I it, didn't want to. Could it possibly be? Could it something ever be like so bad that you would be like, no, it's not. It's actually not the best movie of the year. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> the, yes, there, there, there could be. You know, I I went through that with the prequel era stuff. You know where. Right. I had I questioned my fandom a lot back then, back in the early 2000s about, sure, sure. especially with Attack of the Clones and uh, and so but, it's not but infallible. the thing is, it's not like I can okay. I can solely admit to to be like no that wasn't a good movie but it it's what we do especially like when we do the podcast we put it in its lore it's like it's right. almost like our Bible we read the Bible this is what happened and I can't change it I can't I don't have any effect on it but I just have mm-hmm. to analyze it that way and it's a weird you know adult thing that we do or not adult thing but like as adults it's a weird thing to be that emotionally invested in something where it's flawless in the point where it's star wars beats everything. but we know that there are actually other good movies out there you know other than star wars so i i made a cautious decision not to put solo in this list but again don't please don't make a mistake about it. Solo was the best movie of 2018, hands down, and because it it it, it holds the, the Star Wars title, mm-hmm. but it was actually a good movie too. It wasn't it wasn't like you know it wasn't bad. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, yeah, I again just, uh, I, I just kind of wanted to not sound like a broken record, just be like solo, 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 solo. So. Yeah, it was actually I guess sort of in prep for the show. I, I watched it over the weekend with Marissa. Did you? Cool. Yeah, because I saw it twice when it was in the theater, and because I oh, always, yeah. I always like Star Wars is like one of the only things I go and see two times. So I'll go with Marissa if Kale's mm-hmm. not around, and then I'll go back with Kale and see it yeah. again. Oh yeah, and uh, then we just watched it again over the weekend. And I was like, you know, I want to kind of like assess if I feel like this is my favorite, or you know, like where I kind of stood on the whole thing. Sure. And just rewatching it for the third time, I guess now was. Like, yeah, I really enjoyed it, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot of people have that feeling with it. Like, this is a very good, and, you know, mm-hmm. not not to not to kind of go over and over because I can do a whole show on Solo, but um, this was one of those movies where even though, you know, even us as Star Wars fans, we didn't know if we wanted this movie. Like, we kind of, like, bitched about it a little bit in the beginning. Like, uh, you know, I don't know if there's a story to be told there or yeah, if right. it's going to be right. good. And I'm like, I'll never say that again. I, I, don't, I don't care. Like, this... I know now that I want more. You know, I've always been like, I'll just take my original trilogy and go home and and whatever. But since Rogue One and Solo, um, and the new trilogy to a point, but you know, the the spinoff ones have been just so they 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 really pull on your 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 fandom strings because they really just immerse you in a way that the story doesn't impact the entire 
uh, galaxy like the other episodes right. one so this is, could be like a fun little side ride and they just they're better than the the new trilogy you know in my opinion right um, right they have been anyway oh yeah yeah no it's i mean it's again it just goes back to that they're fun enjoyable movies that look really cool and have awesome shit going on in them so yeah and, and you funny have um, Chewbacca you have Woody Harrelson yeah I mean I mean come on right <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, it's funny because on my notes here uh when I have my non-horror and I have my one through five I have a little Pac-Man thing and I have Solo next to it like Solo eats it all you know solo right jumps <laughs> it all. just because I couldn't even I couldn't even like do it uh and not make mention to it yeah you know again there's there's Solo and there's everything else that happened in right. 2018 so <laughs> Um, All right. Cool, well, man. Yeah, at, again. I think yeah, we're at we your can, number two. Yeah, number two, and this is funny because um, I watched this movie twice now, and I and I put it on this list because of our guest last week when we had Darren Wilson on. It just kind of reminded me that um, this is a movie that's is so important to our day and age, and not to get uh, overly political, but um, if you haven't seen Fahrenheit Fahrenheit eleven nine, please go watch it. It it's an eye opener, and again, um, you know. We, we have some political friends that run those, you know, the horror slash political co- podcast and everything. And when I was watching this movie, I don't know if you had to get a chance to see it. Like, I, I'm interested in political stuff. I don't really talk about it, but I'm interested in, like, the sideline kind of stuff. Um, right. And of no, course, I, I this is. I heard of this, so. Oh, wow. This is, uh, this is Michael Moore's latest film. Um, if you're familiar with Michael Moore, he's very controversial, very document, mm-hmm. you know, uh, documentary style. And of course, yes, it's, it's leans heavily, you know, it's a, it's a speaking piece leans heavily on one side and, you know, you can be persuaded, but it's such an eye opener that uh, to me, it's like one of those things like, you know, yes, we have fun with all these other movies, but it's, if you were ever going to watch something so important, like the most important movie of our time, this is the movie. Uh, right. So I highly recommend you watching this film um, and then just kind of like, you know, joining a protest one day, <laughs> like like Derry Wilson said on our last show. Right. I'm going to join him in the no, bunker. I, I had not. Uh, I didn't know that he put one out, but I this came out didn't really last, pay attention to it. So, yeah, it was right before midterms uh, okay. last year, our last year election. So like late October. OK. Yeah. But yeah, I'll check it out. I had seen a couple of his other ones. Uh, mm-hmm. Cool. All right, so I guess that leads us to our number one. Yes. Which, my number one is going to be something you had already brought up, and that is the movie Low Life. Yeah. Which is, it was it was hard for me to put this below anything else because we had spent so much time with this movie. We <laughs> Yes, we did. We pretty much did everything except reviewed it for the show, but, you know, we interviewed the writer-director, mm-hmm. well, co-writer and the director, and we interviewed uh, Mark Burnham, who plays the, the villain in the movie, or yeah. one of the bad guys, at least. Yeah. And uh, just had spent a lot of time with it. I watched it a bunch of times, and just the fact that after watching it, I don't even know, three or four times or whatever, right, that the right. ending still makes me cry a little bit. <laughs> I know, man. It's, it's like, it really... Uh... Damn it, yeah. I knew this was coming. Why am I still crying? <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, yeah, just a super strong movie. It is. Uh, it kind of has like a dose of everything and and some people might see it as kind of cheesy or a little bit low budget or whatever, but it's I mean, it was the guy's first movie it and it's it's it works it's very well done for being a yes. low budget movie and it's not like low budget in the sense of it looks like they filmed it with bullshit cameras or something like it's a real right. movie and everything. It's not it's not Krampus the Christmas Devil. Right. So, <laughs> type of low budget. 
<laughs> yeah. Low so, life's mon- slow motion montages are amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Versus the Christmas Devils. Yeah. But I, I mean, it, it has like a lot of comedy. It has a lot of drama. As you had mentioned before, the gore, there, there's like some pretty insane shit of people getting their heads smashed and, and yes, people this, getting pounded to death and shot and cut. And If so. you like Quentin Tarantino stuff, you know, and I know we, we've, direct, we've interviewed Ryan Prowse um, that directed and wrote this movie too. And he mm-hmm. also, you know, did have a com- couple comparisons of like, you know, a, a Quentin Tarantino style movie based on the characters, archetypal characters that are in it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's so much of a, of a comic book character to each of these guys. They aren't just a hitman. This is a hitman. It's in the hit and a backstory of the hitman. It's like, it's crazy. It's, and it sucks you in me. I was so immersed in, everybody's character arc and, and what they're yeah, doing, yeah. you know, like with you know, it's like swastika a, an face. ensemble piece type thing, right? Oh my God. Yeah. It, it was just so interesting and so refreshing to watch that. You know, it's not just a run them up, shoot them up. You don't, you know, characters blurred lines. Like, no, that person has this, you know, there's a whole backstory to this and it's in, mm-hmm. in from two or three lines of dialogue, you get it all. And it was, it was great. Oh yeah. 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 Very cool. I, I, enjoyed it quite a bit and i have been recommending it to a lot of people i know i know a friend of the show boz who was a guest mm-hmm. on the show before was a very very big fan of it as well so yeah definitely uh but yeah that was my favorite i i, I kind of had that uh, to, the same thing with you it was like lingering yeah. in that well maybe it's my favorite horror movie maybe it's not a horror movie like i don't know right so. But we decided yeah. that it, it was definitely... To me, it's like I, I have a hard time deciding if something is or isn't a horror movie, but it's like if I can sure. put it into another category more easily. Yeah, yeah, just, makes sense. I'll, I can do that with it, so... Yeah, same thing with my number one. My number one is that... Um, well, I guess we I can go into it, my number yes, one? Yes, yes. Okay, uh, <clears throat> yeah, same thing with mine. Now, if you put this as a, a horror movie, then you have to put Robocop, Terminator you know those kind of movies into the number one spot and we talked about upgrade because that was on your list too and Mm -hmm. when i watched this i was just like this is amazing this is such a a great throwback to me it was a great throwback to like the like the robocop or terminator sure Um, yeah yeah very sci-fi ish you know great sci-fi movie like we haven't had a sci-fi movie like this in a long time where you know moving car you know the the everything's electronic rolling your house and and it's so technology based uh, movie mm-hmm. that I was like kind of lost into it you know, a little bit so and it was um, it was almost mixed with like a martial arts movie a little bit too yeah 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 you had you had, had the whole touch of that yeah man and and we've t- and we have reviewed this movie on our podcast so you know go back and listen to that whole breakdown and you'll understand what that you know what we thought about it and stuff sure, sure. I had to always take a step back and be like man that when I watched it and after I watched it, I was like man that was fuck, that was awesome like <laughs> I can't get over how awesome that was you know, I know. and and a lot of it has to go back to the the concept of the movie. It's a it's a simple story, but the execution was so good, and the actors were so good in it. You know, and yeah, I, I, uh, yeah it, I just had to I just had to be I had to recognize it for what it was. I almost want to go back and watch it again now. Yeah, I know, man. And you know, hey, we get to see what uh, Napoleon Dynamite's uh, brother Kip was up to this whole time. That's right. Because there's a the main bad guy looks <laughs> just like him. <laughs> It does. <laughs> oh man! But yeah. All right. So, I guess uh, we'll just read back our our five through one okay. before we go to our first break here. And so my list in I guess in reverse order is the mm-hmm. night comes for us, 
Upgrade, Black Panther, Solo, A Star Wars Story, and Low Life. Cool. And mine was Bumblebee, Low Life, Deadpool 2, Fahrenheit 11.9, and Upgrade. Um, but, you know, of course, Solo is the Pac-Man of all. But anyway. Right. <laughs> we had a couple of repeats there. And um, it definitely. comes for us. The night comes for us. I'm definitely, I saw that on Netflix. I'm going to watch it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I think I have a feeling that there might be a Mo Brothers episode in our future just because I oh, love cool. those guys' movies. So. There you go. Cool, We might man. have a little, a little bit of that fringe horror on a future episode again. I'm ready. All right. So we are going to take our first break here, and we will come back with our numbers 20 through 11 of 2018. Try to be best because you're only a man, and a man's got to learn to take it. Try to believe, though the going gets rough, that you got to hang tough to make it. Okay, we are back to talk about the bottom half of our top 20 of 2018 horror movies. Yes. And I think this will be a little bit interesting here, but we're going to do this one a little bit shorter since this is the bottom half. Mm -hmm. We don't have to really break these apart nearly as much, so we're going to do them in chunks of five and see how this works for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this time we're going to have you start... So I guess it would be your number 20 through 16? Yes. 20. I don't know how the math works. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, no, 20 through 16. So, uh, okay. um, you know, most of the, this is we've covered on the show, too. So I'll just kind of briefly, you know, why it's on the list. But yes. my number 20 uh, is It Came From The Desert. And who does not yes. like uh, video game renditions of a movie, you know, movie rendition of it? And also one of the most killer soundtracks of all time so and monsters so you got to watch it it's great uh yes it gave us our <laughs> um our our favorite song part um what was it the the going down like river phoenix river thing? phoenix yeah it's like what well, this this is the movie i had to put yes it's it's like last but not least kind of thing you know it's my number 20 it made it right there because it's such an entertaining film i love it it was great um <laughs> so it's just so fun. So number 19 is Veronica, you know, the the movie that nobody could finish watching for some reason on Netflix because it was so scary. 
Um, and we did cover this movie. I liked it because it's I love possession movies. I love exorcist kind of type type stuff. Uh, this being based on true events because of a police report, it even made it even better for me. So it was cool. I liked it. You uh, number right. eighteen. Number eighteen is Cargo, and Cargo is a zombie movie, uh, Netflix original. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, it it just I love those different ones that are not just rampaging zombies. It's got a little bit of a backstory to it, and this is more of a you know a family drama slash zombie kind of stuff going into it, and it puts you in that situation where you're caring for an infant, a newborn baby, but you just got bitten by a zombie, and this is your journey. And that, that's such a cool concept because look, you know, I mean, the dangers of it is just just awesome and uh, right right what's a great ride and i think and i think netflix is hitting it out of the park the or last year uh, you know and this is one of them mm-hmm. uh 17 is tragedy girls uh we nice. interviewed tyler mcintyre who did tragedy girls i love the damn movie it's so fun the color palette still today is amazing that neonish comic book kind of style social commentary of you know teenagers just not caring about anything but you know being right. serial killers and how fun was it? It was a fun movie. Oh, yeah. Um, of course, my number 16 is Terrifier. And nice. honestly, like, Terrifier's got a lot of buzz, right? A lot of buzz. Everybody likes it. Mm-hmm. Um, Art the Clown is becoming a horror icon. And congratulations to that. But I'm going to tell you, a lot of people are criticizing the movie um, just because they think it's like, oh, it's just violence for the sake of violence. I'm like, wait until the last five minutes of the film and it changes everything. So if you haven't seen it, watch it. Get you know, it's amazing horror, amazing gore, but the last five minutes makes it a horror movie in my in my mo in my book. So right, uh, yeah. So we definitely have some common ones here. Uh, the ones that I will say, I, I did I did see all of those. I did mm-hmm. like all of those quite a bit. Um, it came from the desert. I was glad that you put that one on because <laughs> yes, did, yes, did not make my top twenty, but it was it was right in that range like i think i gave it a, yeah, s- a right seven there. and a half out of ten and so <laughs> yeah. it was right in that ballpark for me yeah but uh yeah just totally stupid but <laughs> just so much fun i think you know our, our description of it was that it was like the best unintentional bad movie of yes. the year yeah because everyone just was trying so hard there were just a bunch <laughs> of little tryhards out there exactly and it and it's a it's a throwback to the giant ant uh, movies you know them Empire yeah, and the, the video Ants. game and a, stuff. Exactly. So it was, it was just a fun ride. Mm-hmm. And I also, I did not have Veronica and Cargo were kind of right in that same range for me too, mm-hmm. where yeah, uh, very good movies, but they didn't quite make it. I think I actually had come down on, like Veronica was up a little higher and then just kind of kept getting knocked down and down and down by sure. other stuff. Sure. And Cargo was was really good like it's it's very high quality mm-hmm. and to me the the zombie movies that are about the people and not about the zombies sometimes work and sometimes they don't and yeah it wasn't that it didn't work it was just kind of like yeah whatever I, I didn't it's really slow care about it's them very slow much, so. yeah yeah it's very slow and it, and it introduces a lot of different elements like you know yeah uh, there is an there is a cure to the or it's kind of a cure it's a you know a whole thing but it's just a different take on the zombie thing and, and just putting that yeah yeah that part you know, I, I did like the yeah the way that they had changed some of the stuff and the, yeah, the yeah. whole care package thing and, and knowing what they know about it and stuff was really cool yeah 
It was hard for me to not feel like, well, just fucking ditch the baby, man. And, and fucking... <laughs> I knew you were gonna <laughs> he can move that. faster. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess he's already bit, so it's like he has to at least have some kind of purpose. Yeah, I guess right. That makes more sense. <laughs> like he can die anyways. <laughs> oh man! Like, how could you be that attached to the kids? Been around for like <laughs> just, a couple yeah, months. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No one's that attached. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even know your name. Right. <laughs> Damn emotional parents. Right. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, but no, that's pretty cool. Uh, some of the other ones I, I have as a common thread, so I'll wait till cool. I have cool. my turn to talk about them for the sake of right saving on. time. There you go. Uh, right. So let's do my. 20 through 16. Number 20 is going to be The Strangers Pray at Night. Okay, yep. That was one that we had interviewed the guy that played the sackhead, or I forget what yeah. the fuck. The guy the the, man uh, in the man in a mask, burlap. right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> the guy with burlap on his head or something. <laughs> burlap man. Uh, but yeah. no, Damien Maffei, a super cool guy, a lot of fun. Yes. And just, uh, again, a very fun movie. There was a lot of people that loved the movie. A lot of people thought it was okay. A lot of people hated the movie. Mm-hmm. And to me, it just, it, I didn't like the regular, the, the original Strangers as much. And this one kind of amped everything up a little bit. Right, To right. make it more of a cheesy slasher movie, which I guess took away from what people thought the Strangers was supposed to be. But to me, it made it better. So yep, whatever, absolutely. it worked for me. Yeah. Uh, number 19 is going to be The Ritual. This was yes. one that I had lower and had watched it again and was like, oh no, this is actually better on a rewatch because I think it's an, a, one of these movies where it goes in a lot of drastic directions where it's doing one thing and then immediately it's doing something else and then it's doing this yes, it is. and then immediately it's doing another thing. Yeah. And you get kind of lost like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. And there's there's and so, definitely just it's it's all over the place and yeah this mm-hmm, does come mm-hmm. up for me later on. Well, and when I when I knew what was going to happen and watched it again and could just enjoy the context of the scenes and not yeah. be t- off put by the fact of the things go so crazy, then I'm like, no, this is fucking awesome. Plus, yeah, it has a giant deer dinosaur thing <laughs> that that murders yeah, people, and I'm a big fan of deer, so um, yes, you deer are, are like my exactly. second favorite animal. So. <laughs> exactly. Oh man! If I yeah. saw that thing when I was out running, I would probably try and throw carrots to it, <laughs> see if it would eat them. You would you would join the cult in the ritual? Then you would be the first one there. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I would. Be like, can I still go for runs? Like, I'll bring your food <laughs> back. But. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the give and take thing. All right. So then I have Terrifier is yeah. up next, which you had already mentioned. And another one that we covered a lot on the show, some of these ones where we had spent a little more time with, I feel, had left more of an impact with me, and that's just going to happen when you yeah, yeah. When you talk to the people behind the scenes. And, I mean, I even met the fucking guy that played the clown and hung out with yes. him. So, yep. you know, it meant a lot more to me. And I, I know some people might be like, oh, why is it not higher on your list? You, like, met the guy and hung out with him. Like, well, you know, it still was... was kind of a b-movie that had good effects and kind of a thin mm-hmm. storyline there it is a little bit mean-spirited even though when you know the people behind the movie you're like well they're clearly not mean-spirited people that are doing this to right. hate women and objectify them or whatever so right it's it's obviously just kind of the perception that comes off but and you know and just the a, last a very five minutes good, changes it yeah yeah and it, it's it's it, a very good uh kind of pull no punches slasher movie that throws back to that style that people want to see that that gritty, 100% yeah aggressive type of uh, slasher movie the unapologetically fucking mean thing so yep yep 100% um 
Okay, so now we have the Clove Hitch Killer. I had heard some people talking about this one and finally got a chance to see it kind of right at the deadline. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a very slow-ish movie. And this it's, it's very similar to something that's going to come up here shortly on mine and I know is also on yours. Uh-huh. Uh, not, not slow, but it is more of a, a thriller... Uh, I don't really want to say too much about it. It's it's fairly obvious if somebody watches the trailer, or reads the premise of of what is going on in this movie, or when you right. when I compare it to another movie, if you've seen that one. But um, it it does some interesting things with kind of uh, just the perception of what people seem like in real life. You know, it's it's based on a serial killer and what this person seems like in their yeah. real life, and then what they are in, in secret and sort of their motivations for it and whatever. Yeah, it seems like there's it's more done, psychology behind it. Yeah, and it's it's done a little bit differently than some of the other ones, and it, it, I don't know, it just kind of touches some different areas that mean something to me. Plus, it also has that the, the the guy is, is a religious type of person and mm-hmm. then is also, like, a bad person, so... Yeah, that sort of resonated with me too because I'm not a very religious person, and so sure, sure to to see that kind of a premise in a movie is always kind of entertaining to me. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, but yeah, that that is a a pretty badass one, and it's uh, Dylan McDermott is the oh yes, yes, the That's lead cool. I like that scoutmaster, guy. Christian dad guy. <laughs> uh, and then another very similar movie to that, which I know is also going to come up later, is The Summer of '84. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to like this one better, and honestly, I feel like if I got a chance to watch it again, I might bring it up a little bit higher, but mm-hmm. to me, it didn't, like, all the stuff that's in my top ten, I feel like, in, in one way or another, has a certain element of fun to it, and this one was a lot more of that same kind of thing. It's it's mystery, it's psychology, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of uh, anxiety and terror. Yeah. building over a, a series of time to some kind of pretty fucked up things that happen that that really throw you for a loop so yeah I, I really really liked it uh it I, I feel like it also suffered a little bit from the fact that i knew that it was made by the people that made turbo kid which is one yeah. of my all-time favorite movies i think your anticipation and i'm uh, like oh shit they're on bikes oh no wait where <laughs> where's the double-sided hammer and the hammer nunchucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, I think where's built- the, the the fucking spraying blood? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, totally different style, totally different movie, and maybe you suffered a little bit of anticipation yeah, on it yeah. because you know it's made by you know like I said one of your favorite movies, and uh, you kind of are looking for a little bit more energy. I guess the same energy as Turbo Kid. It, yeah, Summer '84, and again, it, it does come up later. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a different tonal movie altogether, which I. I just, I, I mean, I, I loved it. I loved it. Absolutely. Right, right. So, and for so a lot my, of like the Goonies kind of stuff reasons, but yeah. Right. So that's my five. I don't know if there, there's a couple in there that I know are going to be on yours and some yeah, that are yeah. going to be on yours. Yeah. So, um, of course, we'll talk about Summer 84 a little bit more. It's going to come up. Uh, the Ritual. God, I love that movie. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we both had uh, Terrifier right in that bottom half of the, the thing. But it's also, again, it's like it's not because, oh, you, it just got pushed. It, to me, it got pushed down because of other movies that are just like, oh, my God. They're, they're sure, just, sure. There's just so many good ones. I have not seen Clovich Killer, which I'm very interested in seeing. It has been on my list. I did not make the yes, cut. Yeah. So, but it's got, definitely going to well, be on one of those things because. Yeah, based on your your liking of Summer of '84, you definitely will like that one. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and of, of uh, you know dangerous prey at night did not make my top 20 um and it was just because you know it's i think uh well, it's movie... also it's, it's a very real movie and i know yeah, you know yeah. you like more monster killers I as do. opposed to people killers so. yeah in Look, like like I said, with with uh, the comparison to a lot of people say, like the motivation behind things. Sometimes you don't need like you know hitting your face or or you know spell everything spelled out for you. But I felt like Strangers Brain mm-hmm. I didn't really have uh, a direction where it was a little bit of a plot. It being the second one, you should get a little bit more what, what's going on, um, mm-hmm. and that's why I compare it to Terrifier because Terrifier you're you're watching this movie and you're just going, oh my god, how can it get any more violent or crazy but that last five minutes of the movie explains so much to in my head that oh okay i mm-hmm. get it i get it and and we can go forward from this so um yeah i mean like i said it's 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 a little bit different for me on the stranger right. thing but i love i love monster films so the ritual hit you know my monster vein it really did right uh all right because, well let's yeah. let's go on to your uh 15 through 11 okay so um one of my late entries what i had to switch things around is that you don't have this uh or um you didn't know about this my number 15 is unsane and i rewatched okay. this recently uh because we did it for the show but i also rewatched it again and i was like okay i, I have to put this movie on there uh, when i took low life mm-hmm. off of my list i put un- insane Unsane in its place. Right. It's just a great nice. psychological kind of movie, and you guys, you both of you, and, and Darren made me really think about the the stuff that I had in my head, and I just totally did a 180 and be like, oh god, I you know I see this movie for what it is now, I'm not trying to read into it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, my number 14's another Wolf Cop because how can't you not? I mean, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, please yes. drop everything and go see it, dude. It's so good. Um, yeah, definitely not for everybody. But it's it's not, but it should be really because it's just such a such a tongue in cheek, not serious movie. But it's the like like you and I talked about, and the characters are so comic booky. They're they're so good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my number thirteen is Mandy. I right. that that again after watching a few times, and um, I've never been on LSD. I've never been you know in, on acid or anything <laughs> like that. But I mean, I after watching this movie, I I, I think I've experienced what it must be like. So nice, without the nice. consequences. <laughs> um, <laughs> number twelve is Bird Box. Uh, again, Netflix nice. again is, is is knocking it out of the park. It's just a cool original concept. When I say original, it's it's getting into that you know unknown, just like uh, Quiet Place might do, and other uh, type of movies where it's the unknown is more scarier than actually seeing something. Which I appreciated mm-hmm. the hell out of Bird Box for it. Um, I don't know why people are doing the. There's no such thing as a Bird Box challenge in my book. It's dumb. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, um, GPS doesn't work that way, people. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's dumb. I hate that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and my number 11 is Cat Sick Blues. And this is one of those movies nice. where uh, it was kind of like released a lot longer than uh, 2018. But I guess when it, it was available for us to view, it was last year. Uh, you know, right. and uh, it, what, what a great I mean, you talk about like a head fuck movie, like a psychological, you know, serial killer but had a, a an, an actual motive and an end game to his his stuff it wasn't just going right. till he got caught it was this great concept that you know it's all because of his cat dying it's so good so fun so yeah yeah no that's uh it's funny because 
it just now is actually finally available on on um, Amazon Prime to not 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 even on Prime. You still have to rent it, but it wasn't oh, even yeah, on yeah. VOD on Amazon until this year. Right, right. So just weird distribution bullshit with that, and so yeah. that's why it ended up uh, it ended up making mine as well because it technically it was not really available in the U.S. until 2018, other than if you bought right. the blu-ray from australia and had it shipped or something and it was region free right. or something it was the only way you could really get it yeah or other ways <laughs> yeah or other ways yeah <laughs> uh yeah so i i also really liked unsane we talked about that one just mm-hmm. recently did not make my top 20 but was was still a really cool and powerful movie yeah um and the kind of the same thing with mandy i I really want to like that one more and right. I think if I can have like a good quality watch of it and, and sit and just fucking take the whole movie in in one section and not you know I was like I, I would put it on and I was like late at night and I'm starting to kind of fall asleep and I gotta stop sure. and put it back on or something yeah, I did watch yeah, it two times gotta, but yeah you need a, a but, one through uh, on it yeah that one is, is cool though it's it's Definitely a ton of fun and something yes. that kind of sticks with you no matter what, whether you're like, well, it was kind of stupid or it wasn't. It sticks with you and you don't forget all the fucking craziness that goes on in that movie. Yeah, because it's just so much. And again, I'm a sucker mm-hmm. for cult type movies where they have like, you know, this like a religious overtone uh, of, of, you know, Charles Manson-esque kind of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. And the other ones are going to come up on my list at some point or another. Cool. So... I will just get into my list. Right on. Of number 15 is going to be A Quiet Place. I mm-hmm. had there's another one that I had it up higher and we had had done kind of a brief review of it earlier and I I really do like this one a lot. It just kind of kept getting pushed down because Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. There was other things that for one reason or another I, I liked better than this one. Yeah. And it does it does kind of have some it's you know a little bit slower at times and there's some kind of stuff that you could say like oh well i you know whatever don't like this or that about it but really it's it's just an amazing movie yes uh then i have annihilation is my number 14 mm, yeah haven't seen that yet and, oh no wait well um these are a little bit out of order but these are oh, all okay. ranked the same anyways okay uh, so it's i have bird box which you had already talked about yes uh, I, I don't like the comparison of people saying that it's like a quiet place because a quiet place you see the monsters and Bird Box you don't really see the monsters. Yeah, I think it's uh, just the, the only thing that I sensory that I, thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I liked about Bird Box was the a little bit more was the the tension was a little bit more drawn out and that the movie kind of moved across a, a bigger landscape and and showed you a little bit more backstory. Mm, yeah, and yeah. yeah, yeah. It, was, it was longer, but I liked that for whatever reason. This. It, in this particular case, it worked for me where they showed you a little bit more backstory of the people. How did they get there? Right. And then it, you know, I like the kind of journey across the land while blindfolded. Yeah. To get yeah, to yeah. The, the end destination where with Quiet Place, you're kind of just stuck in one place waiting to fucking have things go away, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, they're just living in it. It's an established right. world kind of stuff where Bird Box, it's the it happens. It's like... It's traveling, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, you're, you're there at the moment of the tragedy which in quiet place you're already living in it yeah but they're they're both to me they're both pretty much equal in, in their ranking and okay i i also like that the kid she just called the kids boy and girl i, I know <laughs> you did it's perfect so, the, uh, so then we go to 13 i had annihilation yep. which 
is one that I only got to see once, and I think it requires multiple watches because it's very weird and science fiction-y, mm-hmm. but there's some badass fucking creatures. There's this crazy-ass bear monster thing in it that yeah. everyone is talking about as one of the coolest things of the year. And so I, I really want to watch that one again. It's it's cool. a great movie. A little bit weird, so I kept it out of my top ten, but very, very close. Nice. And then I have one that came in kind of late in the year, and... This is going to be Knuckleball. Yeah. Which is, this is my first one. So everything up until now I had at an 8 out of 10. And this one is my first 8.5 out of 10. Gotcha. So you're moving uh, up. I'm, I'm slightly biased about this one. Again, coming up on this cast is Turbo Kid. Because the, the one of the main characters is Monroe Chambers, who is the kid from Turbo Kid. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. And it's a, a very small piece. It's, you know, a kid goes to stay with his grandpa in the northern canada on his farm kind of place and his grandpa dies and then he goes to get help from the nearby neighbor who's played by monroe chambers and Mm -hmm. is he a bad guy or is he not a bad guy and gotcha stuff happens (laughs) and then you know it's a it's kind of an isolation thing where there's Mm -hmm. there's kind of a lot of fucked up stuff that happens throughout the movie so yeah and it's it's just it's super well made well acted the the scenery is great because it's the uh, something that's going to come up in this movie again, or, or in a movie later in the show, come up again. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah. That winter setting where you're, you're, it's cold and you're isolated. Ah, uh, yes. Away from everybody, so there's that barrier as well. Very cool. Very cool. It feels like now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I know I got out for a run today, and then I'm shutting it down for like three days because we're about to be blasted. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I know, almost died today too. So. <laughs> well, that's not cool. Yeah. Yeah, I literally fell in the street turning the corner, and I had oh, some slush, geez. and I fucking bit it. Oh, my but God. I didn't fall hard. I fell on some snow, so it padded my fall. Oh, there you go. There you, so. And the deers weren't around <laughs> to see you, though, hopefully? they weren't. No, no. Good, 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 because you don't want to do that in front of them. Yeah, they, I'd be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at this asshole. All <laughs> uh, right, and then <laughs> my number 11 is going to be something we reviewed way early in the year, which is Mom and Dad See with our uh, boy Nicolas Cage. You know what? I this is okay. So I was gonna bring this up because I didn't know whether it was 2018 or 2017. Right. You know, and, and I was because this is one of my. Uh, I love this movie, and I didn't. Sure, sure. I, I just didn't know where that line was, and uh, because I yeah, saw somewhere. I can't where, remember. Yeah. Something about that it was available on VOD in 2018, but in, okay. in like January. So. Yeah. See, I I must have misread it because I really wanted to put this on the list, but I was like, no, it's not mm-hmm. 2018, and I'm like shit. But but I um, as an honorary mention, I have to agree. This has got to be like one of the best movies. The last. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just an absolute blast. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's again Nick Cage going crazy, but this one Absolutely was a little bit more great. coherent than Mandy, so it's and it's a, a much more backstory. linear plot line. Yes, yes, and, and uh, the plot to this movie so good, so good. Yeah, yeah, and. You know, I'm always a fan of movies where parents are trying to kill their kids. So. Yes. Yep. Yep. But it, it it's another one too that has that very kind of rock and roll feel about it. It's a lot of a lot of kind of quick cuts, but not mm-hmm. not like jarring quick cuts. But it's a very action type of movie. There's a lot of moving camera and and cool cuts and and cool angles and stuff that they show. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. It's such a good. Such a good watch. Like I said, I I was one on the fence. Where I was like, man, uh, mom and dad, where did that fall in line? And right, but uh, I'm I'm throwing it out there as like this is on my list, but it's not on my list, right? I because I didn't know right. about the the date. So, 
Yeah, yeah, it's right on the border. So, yeah. but yeah, that's my my other well, five cool. there. Well, cool. Annihilation and Knuckleball, I've got to see. I have not seen those yet. Um, right. I missed Annihilation when it came out in movie theater because, uh, like you mentioned, uh, you know Natalie Portman and uh, right, it's um, got badass Padme, o- Oscar Isaac. Yeah, is both did it. So it's Padme, Ver- Padme and Poe. And yeah, the they're alternate, hooking up. <laughs> and they're hooking up in the alternate world, uh, mm-hmm. the alternate universe of Star Wars. That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> so, but I missed it. It came in and out of the movie theater. It was one of those toted movies, like the animations in it and like the world creating was so good. Um, that's what I've heard about it. So, mm-hmm. like you, you sold me on the the bear monster. So I'm. Uh, I just saw it. Yeah, on, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. I th- yeah, I think Amazon Prime right now. I think I saw it where I can watch it, it there. Is yes. Yeah, Either it's actually it's like rentable legit. or no, yeah. no. It's, I think it's just right on there. As, okay, cool. Uh, with subscription. Cool. Yeah, so I'm gonna definitely hit that up, and of course, Knuckleball. Um, I've been wanting to watch that, I just haven't found time to do it yet. So yeah, well, and and hopefully, I had talked to the the writer director Mike Peterson, mm-hmm. and he is is very willing to come on the show, and him and I talked a little bit. Very cool. Uh, hopefully later in February, he was doing a, a film festival in like Rotterdam or some cool place like that. Yeah, that's a, that's actually then, a pretty cool. Name then he gets to come now. back and talk to us. So yeah, that's that, and exciting then for him. it even gets you closer to interviewing, you know, Turbo Kid himself. I know, right? It's your six degrees of separation there. You're getting closer. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, uh, but cool. Yeah, so I think those those ones you you definitely would dig. So nice, very cool. All right, so hit me with your your fivers here. Or no, we so, did your five, right? Yeah, yeah. We're okay. we're ready to either break Damn or it. Yeah. <laughs> I know it went fast, didn't it? Okay. So yeah, well, let's take a break and kind of uh reprogram ourselves here. Okay. Uh, I'm not used to talking about so many movies. I'm used to just <laughs> laser focus on one fucking thing, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> My head's all over the place here. <laughs> All right, but yeah, we'll we will break. We'll come back with our official top 10. Hit the DJ horn. <laughs>
Okay, we are back to talk about our top 10 movies of the year. And we are going to go back and forth on these, but I guess just for the sake of, of time management, we mm-hmm. are going to kind of skip, uh, you know, save our thoughts if if um, I list something and then it comes up on Marco's or, or if we've yeah. already talked about it, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. There's definitely some overlap here from things that he's already brought up and stuff that I've already brought up and all yes. that bullshit. So, so uh, yeah, overall, though, I would say pretty awesome year, and I, I had a really hard time yeah. kind of mixing and matching some of these things, and I was moving pieces around and mm-hmm. put this thing up and then that one down and then be like, no, no, I like that one better. And Yeah, that's that's exactly how a lot of these come to place. It's like, Okay, mm-hmm. I I know what I love the most, and I kept those there. But like that that meat of the order, especially like six through ten, maybe or that bottom half of the twenty, you know, I was constantly like moving things around. Like, oh, I just enjoyed this better than this right. one, and it didn't take away from the other movies. It was just like, man, uh, you know, we can have fifty on this list, of course. But right, right. So I guess I will start. Okay. And I'm still in the eight and a half range here. Okay. Of my rankings, and my number 10 is going to be Tragedy Girls. Nice. Which had come up on yours already before, mm-hmm. and yeah, one of one of our early director interviews that we had with, with Tyler McIntyre, and I've watched it again after we had had him on the show, and yeah, just uh, just something that, that fits right in with something else that will come up later of, of kind of this this rock video type movie, tons right. of music, tons of cool camera work and stuff that goes on in this one as well. A lot of fun, a lot of stylization, a lot of bright colors, mm-hmm. and just a, a really enjoyable time. So yeah, it, it is great. I, I can't wait to see what he comes out next. You know, like that guy's a right. good uh, uh, person to to follow. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I think for the ones that I that that are on this list that we reviewed, I think I'm in my nines right now. I think from now. From okay. it's anything that I I rated a nine and a plus. So, <clears throat> my number ten. Now, this was a uh, you know uh, one of those movies where I was like, do I want to put it in the bottom half or the top half? But I figure it's got to be on the list no matter what. And it's the the new Halloween from this year or last year, the 2018 nice. Halloween. Um, it's in it's in the low ten, but it does make the the top ten because it was just nostalgic Halloween movie. It was great throwback to the original. It felt it felt great. Um, it had all the elements that a Halloween movie should have, you know, didn't have right. this, this, this stupid comedy. It had the good character progression. Like I, when we did this, I think I mentioned it. This is the, where are they now of Halloween? You know, like the 40 years later or 30 years later, um, this is what everybody's been up to, you know, and it, you kind of get this last hurrah kind of deal. Um, sure. You know, it, it wasn't innovative into the fact, but it was very, it just felt good. It was, it was cool. And, I think a lot of it, I, I got into the hype of the movie when it was coming out, you know, when mm-hmm. I went to see it, I just was into it. I wore my Halloween shirt, you know, I was just into it. I was like, this is so oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't wait to yeah, see it. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I will save my thoughts on that one for cool. later. Yes. And so we come to my number nine, which might be a little bit controversially high rated at an eight and a half by me, mm-hmm. but is something that I just... I. I totally love it. You know, we've watched it a couple times, and we had interviewed the director of this one, and so I yeah. know I'm slightly more biased on some of the things where we've interviewed people, but <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I yeah. also <laughs> try a little harder to reach out to these people that make the movies and learn more about them. So Sure. 
Uh, and that is going to be another wolf cop, which yes. is, is just, it's so funny and so <laughs> stupid. And it's something where it's supposed to be funny and it's supposed to be stupid and, and the right balance of everything works for me. <laughs> it was so good. And I don't know if, you know, because it's, it's, it's a hockey movie in a small town in Canada and it kind of feels slightly familiar to me and whatever. So sure. I don't know sure. if that plays into it a little bit and, uh, but, but you know, just based on the way that the first movie was and then the turns that this one takes and some of the way that the characters are changed from one movie to the next yeah really makes it almost better than the first movie for me yeah it's definitely one of those 80s type sequel movies where everything's more over the top than the original Mm -hmm. yeah so but yeah i know it's it's probably a little crazy to say that i have it's not i agree with you but i agree i just love the movie so I so agree with you, man. It is like, this is like the epitome of what, you know, what how I grew up watching movies and that ridiculousness of it and like the over the top stuff. And like, again, a true mm-hmm. sequel being let's let's do what we did at the first one and let's triple it. Let's triple everything yeah, right, right. to it. And it was such a great, refreshing movie. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I said, if there's a uh, Wolf Cop 3, which again, go back and listen to our interview. Uh, they're, they're something that they're working on and they even have to beat out what they did in Wolf Cop 2 so that is ultra exciting right yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah yeah uh, Yeah. so that's it for me cool Um, in the Jeremy Saulnier world uh, the only one that he came out with last year is Hold the Dark and I think anytime this guy is going to do a movie it's going to be one of my top movies of the year because this guy right. is amazing when whatever he touches is turned to gold when we did our kind of our retrospective of him and the four mm-hmm. movies that he did i was just i just fell in love with all his work and hold the dark was a netflix original i believe right uh based on a book but still i mean we went to a depth discussion of it and it is very it's one of those movies where you can watch it and it's like uh you know, you we can analyze it because there's a lot of psychology behind it. There's a lot of mythos behind it that we can like. Yes. Yeah. What's going on here? And you can analyze this movie so good, and you could. It's a talking point movie. Like you can actually, you know, get into group discussions about this movie and just just how mm-hmm. good it was. And to me, like you don't hear from this as, as a horror movie because it, it's you know it's got it's it's archetypal horror movies elements going on about you know beasts and man and stuff like that. But what you don't hear about it. In horror movies, it's like you never hear this. This movie had the best gunfight scene ever in a horror movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. yeah, yeah. I just, uh, yeah, and uh, it beats out Heat. It beats out like more of the more of the shoot 'em up movies. I'm telling you, uh, violent as hell. And, and yes. uh, it just like I said, it's it's got to you know. I just can't say enough about his type of movies. I fell in love with his work. I really did. Jeremy Saulnier. I I say Saulnier. Uh, is it Saulnier? Uh, I've, I've heard it mostly with a soft R, I guess you would okay. say. Okay, okay. Makes Sol-nier. sense. Sure. So, sure. And I guess that's a good way to give my thoughts and also trans- transfer into my number eight, which is Hold the Dark. Nice. And, you know, everything that you had said about it, I, mm-hmm. I love that there's sort of a mystery about this. Yeah. And that it's... As, as we had kind of talked about, like, is this a supernatural thing or is it in their head and, and how right. much of, of each is it exactly? Yeah. 
I mean, the 15-minute the gunfight where people's heads are getting blown off by this giant machine gun. It's, yeah, it's, and, it it's uncomfortable after a while. It really does. You're like, okay. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and the setting of this is, yeah. again, coming back to this, this winter setting, mm-hmm. way up isolated in Alaska, away from everything. They don't have a lot of cell phones and communication and shit. There's, you know, single lane roads and yeah. everything is, is cold and freezing and... and just yeah. your enemy is the environment as well so exactly exactly and yeah this was i think of his four movies this was our our least favorite of his and it's still in our top 10 i, I know so right that's I'm how telling good his you. movies are yes exactly um just a powerful director to watch sure so that would be my number eight so okay we have so, your number eight yeah my number eight again another netflix they are knocking it out of the park this year or last year uh, is Apostle, and mm-hmm. it's a time period piece, and and it was funny because I was like, I, I I knew I would like this movie soon as soon as I watched it or as soon as I heard about it, and I was like, would Paul like this movie? And you know, <laughs> I really did because it is a time period piece. You're not a fan of time periods, and right. it is a you know sort of a you know psychological kind of or cult like movie but yeah to it's me, long kind of too yeah it's drawn out and kind of a slow burn but it to me it is a definitely it reminds me a lot of like an hp lovecraft thing where there's ancient right. monsters uh, living in things and uh you know this uh, uh group this religious group kind of uh took over this island that this monster gave them powers and stuff and they protected it and used it and and all these things it was so just great like i said the the i think the the plot or the undertoning themes of the movie really got to me and sure. uh, of course you know every of these type of movies have those um i guess certain scenes that are uh, very uncomfortable which i'm talking about the the road you know road oh, yeah, killing yeah. the brain out of the one kid that it, it was such a primitive you know thing to do and sure. uh it's so brutal too at the same time but man I, it got me it really did and i just like i said i love religious overtone or undertone movies where it's like cult based and uh, of course, you throw in monsters, and it's just—it's right up my alley. So I don't know how you sure, felt sure. about this movie. Uh, yeah, this one—I I did see it, and mm-hmm. this is the kind of movie where I completely understand why people like it as much as they do. The people that do like it, but it's sure. just not my type of movie. Sure. So, you know, everything that you had said about the being a period piece, yeah, is already kind of putting it off for me. Right, and it's right. a longer runtime, and then it's kind of yeah. a longer, drawn-out story. And you definitely get the payoffs. Like, it's not without its payoff moments, and it's not without its cool mm-hmm. scenes and its cool characters and stuff. And I'm a huge fan of Dan Stevens. Oh, God, yes. And also of Gareth Evans. Yes. And you, you see, like, those little flashes. He has, like, one or two little bits where there's some badass fighting in it. Yeah. But other times I'm like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> you're the guy from The Guest, and it's the guy from The Raid that made the movie. Where's the fighting? Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. You guys should be fighting all the time in this movie. What the hell's going on? Right, exactly. It should be a nonstop <laughs> fly- flying over yeah, uh, yeah. bonfires and all that stuff they're doing. But I totally understand why people like this movie. Like, yes. I can appreciate that it's a great movie. It just wasn't my type of movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. They're, they're, and that's the, that's the great thing about, you know, talking to other fans and stuff is that everybody has their genre of stuff they'd like, you know. Like, to me, I'm right straight sucker for monsters. I don't care if it's a, you know, Fast and Furious. You throw, like, a, a rampaging monster behind them running, I'll watch it. Right. <laughs> you know, even though I hate those type of movies, those Fast and Furious type of movies. But Oh, yeah, yeah. You throw a monster and then it's, oh, that's on. 
Yeah. So, let's go to my number seven, which, uh, speaking of my type of movies, mm-hmm. another another dumbass comedy movie <laughs> <laughs> is going to be Dead Shack. Oh, God, yes, yes. Uh, we, and, we, I, actually, let's just blend this, too, because that's my number seven also. Right, right. Why and, don't we and just blend this it? This one, you know, we, we had done this as part of our Halloween series, and I had saw this a couple times this year. Yes, yes. And just a... You know, it's it's a very simple story. There's no there's no wondering what's going on. There's right. no very straightforward deeper meaning to talk about or whatever. It's just it's so much fun. It's silly. There's there's cool characters. There's there's good jokes. There's yeah. It's it's one of those things where if you don't like movies that are too funny, kind of like another Wolf Cop. Like this is not right. Right. This is not going to be for you. Yeah, but. yeah. If you're if you're sitting there, you know, like I said, uh, expecting a serious tone movie, nah, it's not. I mean, it's got it deals with some serious issues or, or issues, but like I mean, there's some death and stuff that goes on, but it's straight yeah. up, uh, like you said, a horror comedy. Or um, there's right. <laughs> the, the one character is funny as hell in it. <laughs> That's all yeah. I gotta say. And for for yeah. whatever reason, just the the comedy really lands with me. And I yes, think it does. That, yeah. That's really what hinges in, in any comedy is like, do the jokes land with you? Is it your type of humor or not? Right. So. Right. I, I totally get when people say like, "Oh, it's just stupid." I hate you know this guy's annoying and that person's stupid and whatever. But yeah, it's not annoying work, humor. So yeah, I, exactly. I liked it, and it's yeah. another one. It's it's got it's it's kind of colorful. It's a little bit darker of a movie. It's not bright, but it's it's colorful. Right. It's got some cool synth music and and mm-hmm. a, you know a nice like score to it and stuff. It's got some great kill stuff going on. In it. Yes, and I just you know I can't get enough of. No, Dead Shack is shit like that. So Dead Shack's amazing, and that is my number seven. Also, it's uh, <laughs> I just love that movie, man. I'm telling you, like, nice. it's gonna be one of my go-to now because we watched it during Halloween time. I'm gonna watch mm-hmm. it every Halloween now. You know. Yeah, and it, it kind of feels Halloween-ish too, because it's mm-hmm. like they they go out camping. Well, not you know, it's like a cabin camping type of right. thing. Right. Right. It's in the woods. It's but, woodsy and but it's and not. Foggy um, and, it's not yeah. like a summer camp type of thing. Right. It's, it feels more like fall. So. Yeah. Exactly. It for sure can work as a Halloween movie. Yep. Yep. I like it. I like it. So that will push us to number six, which is going to be something that just came up on our last show and i know we'll come up on yours again yes too, i think is assassination nation yeah i it was something that in our show that we talked about i was at like an eight and a half on it and mm-hmm. then i thought about it and it resonated with me and then i was editing the show and pulling clips for it and and just kind of living within the movie a little bit like i have to do sometimes right and was just feeling like man i i really it like this even more than I thought after talking to you guys mm-hmm. yeah, and getting another perspective on it. And I came up another half a point on it, putting it at a nine out of 10 Very cool. where you guys were with it. And so then that moved it into this position. Yeah. We, we were like at nine and a half, I think it was, or nines and nines and a half. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's one of those, again, like I still get tongue tied trying to describe this movie to other people. And, and we'll right. talk about it more. Cause again, it does come up in a second here. Uh, but it's still one of those things where, like, I don't know what it is, man. Just watch it. Like, I just tell people, like, you just got to watch it. You know, <laughs> you, you see for yourself and uh, just love how the yeah, movie yeah. deals with the characters. I love how they deal with, um, like, like bringing things in the now and not overly stating, like, like you said, you know, go back and listen to our other show. It, it, when we talk about it, when they deal with the transgender person, it's not just 
this uh they make so much attention to it it's like another person it just happens to be you know transgender and that's right. where i think society needs to go to and it's just a whole commentary on it and it's just the fantastic eye-opener film man yeah but yeah, yeah. Well, and and the I, the aesthetics of it are great too just the way oh, yeah. it, to, like mm-hmm. we had talked about so much in the in the episode about how it's like a, a prolonged rock video mm-hmm. with with like storylines in between so <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly no it's it definitely fun so um all right well cool so my number six before we get to assassination nation again um is one that you've mentioned in your bottom half i believe is the ritual and it was right. again netflix it was, this is, ritual was one of the early ones that i saw early in the year as soon as it came out on netflix and I was like, wow, this is this is if they're standing, uh, starting a trend with this one, this, it's going all over the place. And uh, it's got like three different storylines in one. You know, it reminds you of Blair Witch. It reminds me of, uh, you know, uh, like I said, a typical monster movie at the end. It's this whole journey that uh, remember how the, the movie Descent, which with the girls got together and did their cave diving um, to celebrate their friendship yes. and kind of do that. This was like that. It, it had these three movies. So with Descent, Blair Witch. And I don't know, another monster all filled in one movie. It was like all over the place. But I thought you were gonna say to celebrate their friend's family dying. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I was like, damn, dude, you're getting dark like me. <laughs> no, not quite. They were just <laughs> carrying on the. Oh man, yeah, the tradition of friends getting together and doing something. So now it's just, and dying. Yeah, and dying. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, yeah, definitely a badass movie. I, it I is, love man. the. It was, you know, like I said, it, it it's complicated. So mm-hmm. watching it again really worked for me. And I think you could probably also see that it's it's not entirely my type of movie right. because of some of the elements of it. But then there's also parts of it that are my type of movie. So yeah, I don't really yeah, yeah. know what my type of movie is other than dumbass comedy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I guess that's that's my archetype. Uh, if if I had, I mean, just a, a little bit tangent here. If I had to choose a your type of movie, I would say more of that. Uh, fringe home invasion torture style movie is like yours, uh, your forte. But you also like the like to me like the goofy, you know, tongue in cheek, you know, comedy movies too. Like like another mm-hmm. wolf cop too can do it too. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, in uh, speaking of another semi fringe ish horror movie, my number five is going to be something we also just reviewed. See, it was so complicated because this stuff just kept being I know. like. Now I'm in your top 10. Now I'm in your top 10. I know, I know. And that is going to be Revenge, which mm-hmm. is, is totally a my type of movie. It's yeah. You know, it's it's semi-grounded with maybe a little touch of uh, of, of enhancement. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's basically a female Rambo. Yes. That yes. fucking just massacres these people in a, in a bloody-ass way. Yeah. And it's, it's super bright and it's super colorful and it's just uh, a very appealing movie all around whether it's you know, aesthetics or or mm-hmm. the intensity of it it's you know just an awesome movie i really love yeah. this one and i, I think I, I maybe slightly insensitively describe it as the most fun you can have watching a rape revenge movie right. but i don't know how else to describe it it's, like, it's you know what it's because you know the the people get their just dues that's why i mean it's it's satisfying sure, yeah, yeah. it's it's satisfying in that way um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I did. You know what? It's funny because like I didn't have this movie in my top ten, and it's not anything taken away from it. It would think it was just I liked other movies better, and um, right. it, 
and I had I suffer for a little bit sometimes of like it's still too new for me. I need to watch it a little bit more to make that kind of judgment because we just we yeah, just yeah. watched it, you know. But it, I had that problem with Unsane and stuff, and but assassinate is what. But again, Assassination Nation hit me so well that like I had to. But Revenge might need a little bit of time of to to. Sure, sure. Well, and, and I think what a lot of people have kind of the same thing that you and Crystal had felt a little hung up on too is the the transformation where she becomes so yeah, adept yeah. at doing everything. Yeah, and I so think also because of the, the survive, yeah. Well, I think the presentation of what that movie does versus say something like Assassination Nation, all of a sudden these high school girls become super badass as well. Yeah, and you could be like, well, that's bullshit. But that movie is presented as so hyper stylized fictional. Correct. Where the other movie feels so super fucking real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, so it's super real, but then it kind of becomes a little bit, not supernatural, but like it, it extends itself slightly at sure. that point. And that's where you have to go like, okay, well, now it falls into like action movie territory. Yeah, exactly. Where people just all of a sudden know how to do shit right. <laughs> because it's an action movie. <laughs> exactly. Like so. she already knows how to like, cartelize wounds and stuff. It's like, wait a second. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, you're and that's under. and that's kind of uh, like you had said. That's kind of my shit. I like the, the uh, action and fighting and and revenge and vengeance. Yeah, I have a a, a deep love for movie vengeance. Yeah, yeah very cool, very cool. <laughs> but, hey, that's like I said. That's that's your type of movie too. You know, that's that's yeah. one of those things where I go, yep, that's a Paul movie. <laughs> All right, but uh, What's yeah, your number five. My number five is Assassination Nation. So I mean, nice. there's there's a lot. There's a lot we can say about this movie, you know what I mean? But for all the reasons that we just brought up and, and from what you know what you brought up, I just like, I love it. I love the movie. I love how raw it is too. Like it's very, mm-hmm. you know, in your face raw. Like like when we're, just, when we're talking about it, uh, just one quick thing to say about it. It's like, it hits you in a place of, I don't know if you've seen that movie Kids from a long time ago where it's like shocking because you know, kids having sex and stuff. And it was like I've seen it, but I don't really remember it because I saw it so long ago, you know. Yeah, it's like that teenage thing is where it's like, oh, this stuff doesn't happen. You know what happens because you, you know, you grew up in that. And but you know, it's one of those things you don't want to think about shit happening. Um, And what Assassination Mm -hmm. Nation does a lot, a good thing is putting in what you know these teenagers are up to and and how society is what what they're really up to and that that whole privacy issue about your phone being leaked and all the pictures that you took and all the, you know, the correspondence that you said about, you know, talking, you know, dirty and all these things that come about. It's like, yes, you know, these things happen, but you kind of put it in the back of your mind, like not my kid, you know what I mean? But yet you know what's happening. Yeah. And if you want to hear us talk about the movie for like 45 minutes, (laughs) just listen to the last episode. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's, that's a very cool one to, kind of fall into our lap at, right at the end of the year mm-hmm. there so mm-hmm. so my number four has already come up once here and that is going to be the new halloween movie yes or i guess just halloween not it's not called the new halloween movie. <laughs> that'd be a terrible title the new <laughs> yeah, halloween movie the new halloween movie ah <laughs> uh, here we go yeah. it could be one of those parodies like you know how every year there's something that comes out and then like a like something that will be in the theater, and then there's a parody, not parody, but there's something that has like the same name. Oh right. So they'll be like the nun, and then they'll be like the sinister nun. The sinister nun. Or something. Yeah, yeah. And it has like kind of a similar look to it, and it it's like tries to trick people into streaming it. Yeah, exactly. But uh, somebody <laughs> oh, should man. make the new Halloween movie. Right. And have a guy in a goofy white mask on the cover. People will be like, right. oh shit. 
<laughs> that's the new Halloween movie. That's the new one. Yeah. But that's not my favorite one. Just Halloween is my, my yeah. number four. And yeah, it, it's just, it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. to me to go back into this universe, like you said, and, and kind of just update everything and, and see the way that they created this backstory. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's like Halloween retconning. It is. In a way. Yeah, it, so, it, it is, you know. But it's, and it's, it's cool. I, I like what they did with it. And I like how they, they amped it up just enough. Like, there's enough comedy to make it modern. There's enough right. extra violence to make it modern. There's enough of, of everything to modernize it for today. Yep, yep, exactly. And this this version of Michael Myers is such a badass, too. He's just so brutal. Yeah, it was great, man. Um, I, I, I love the Michael Myers in this, and how we almost saw his face, you know what I mean? We all, mm-hmm. But we did get a glimpse of the scar that kind of, like I said, retconned the first one where he got stabbed in the eye with a right, coat right. hanger. Um, there's a lot of throwbacks to the original, which is great. And of course, that's it's a very nostalgic movie. Um, right, right. You know, it, it's there's one point that I'll say that sometimes watching movies like this, I get a little bit disheartened, you know, as far as like, oh God, they're just rehashing and rebooting and stuff. But sometimes I'll take myself out of it and go, you know what? When I saw the original, not, nah, I mean, I, of course, it was way after theaters, but when I, when I remember seeing the original Halloween and Friday the 13th and all these things, I just had fun with them when I was a kid. And this movie brought me back to that. I just had fun with it. I don't have to psychoanalyze analyze it. I don't have to, like, break it down and, and go, like, you know, continuity stuff. Um, I just trusted that the director and the writer just did that job for me. You know what I mean? Because it was, right, like, right. in that same family. And it had John Carpenter's blessing too so which made it help which helped me sure yeah and the, the music you know, was more his, more on on that level too because he was involved with the music and he was involved with it yeah and he said go for it green light this thing and he approved of this movie and that's what helped me uh enjoy it better knowing that john carpenter had you know put his stamp on it sure but yeah definitely a badass movie for me cool cool um yeah, so my number four is a repeat, uh, Quiet Place. We're going to get a couple repeats here, but Quiet Place, you know, I don't know how much more to say about it, but uh, it's it was up there. It was uh, I pushed it up more because I just kept thinking about it and thinking about it and being like, you know, how much mo- I, how much I enjoyed the movie and how um, different it was from the movies that are coming out. And again, that resurgence of the monster film. Uh, hopefully right. it's going to have like a big resurgence coming out soon. We can get away from some of the ghost stories. Or the possession, like the, you know, the haunting house, haunted house stuff, which I think we are. We're starting to move away from it a bit, but uh, um, sure, sure. That's why I put it higher because I'm like, quiet place, man. I, you know, we got to see the monsters. There's a backstory in the living world that we live in. Yeah, yeah. I could see it being a TV show. I really could. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and and you know, not to to spoil anything about the way that it ends, but it's something that could be expanded upon for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. In one way or another, they could definitely still do something with the universe. Yes. So. All right. So number three is going to be Catsick Blues, which nice had already come up on yours. Yeah. This one was just, you know, this was a movie that we had spent a ton of time with, like we had talked about already with the, the we had the director on mm-hmm. the show, and then we had later had the, the uh, sort of slasher character from the movie mm-hmm. was on the show with us, and just watching it a bunch of times and it's it's such a weird balance of of emotions too kind of it similar is. to low life where it's like yeah there's stuff where you're you're laughing and then you you feel bad and then you feel uncomfortable and then you feel sad and then yeah. you feel angry at something and then you're yeah, yeah. laughing again and yeah yeah 
you're just like, what the hell is happening? But at the same time, it's not confusing either. It's not like, right. I don't know what is going on in this movie. Like, it's it's just, it's super good. It's very gory. It's very over the top with a lot of that type of stuff. But it's also mm-hmm. not done. And in, in it's, it's weird, too, because it could come across as, like, mean-spirited, like the way that Terrifier does. But sure. you also start to realize that it's not just... It's not just that, it's more, you know? Yeah, like I said... It's the, not just that it's a, a, a guy trying to kill women. It's yeah. It's other stuff, too. So the, It's a huge... Like I said, there's a huge um, endgame involved in this movie, and I think that's what helps it a lot, where it puts it aside mm-hmm. from other... You know, it's not necessarily a serial killer movie, you know what I mean? It's But it is in a way. Right. It's like, it is not. It, it is and it is in a way. It's like, it's weird. Right, right. But, um, um, but I, I just love the endgame, too. I love the motive for this guy, you know, and what he's trying to do. So, it, it, yeah. Yeah, and I, I for sure think that from talking to, especially to talking to the the writer-director, Dave Jackson, yeah, helped so much with it because he explained a lot of the stuff. Oh, yeah. And kind of kind of broke down some of the things of, of what he was thinking and, and some of the choices he made, some of the things he may or may not have done, and some of the stuff that didn't make the movie. And so right, you really kind of see the sensibility behind it. And it's just mm-hmm. such a weird funny sad gory yeah, sad, tragic yeah. movie <laughs> yeah 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 but also it's, funny so. <laughs> yeah exactly it's got its moments like it's it's what once you feel at ease then this what this movie does great is like once it puts you as a viewer at ease it, it hits you in the face again with some fucked up scene that you're like oh my god and, uh, well, they just, I'm just went laughing the imagining some of the the stuff of of matt in the yeah. the cat uniform doing weird things yeah exactly and they're just like what is happening right now this is ridiculous uh, and right. hilarious yeah exactly exactly <laughs> so no it, it gets you all the emotions there, but, but it definitely puts you uncomfortable and then comfortable again mm-hmm. yeah but so good like something that you could rewatch. yes for me a, a shitload of times too i just absolutely love it so. oh yeah absolutely that would be my number three cool um Again, repeat, but uh, this is way higher on my list than it was on yours, and uh, uh, I didn't have any anticipation for it, but it's summer of 84. Uh, when I got to see it, right. I was sad that it ended. Like, I really wanted more of the movie. I really did. Uh, it was just... And, yeah, like, I can you, see that. Yeah, it was just... I don't know. It was... It's it's that... Um, remember the movie Burbs? It's kind of like that, where mm-hmm. you suspect your neighbor of being, you know... A, at that at that movie a satanic you know thing but this was a serial killer and it's got you know the kid uh doing the investigation as a group of kids and so it's a kid adventure movie doing this and none of the parents believe him of course because uh, you know i'm not going to give any spoilers away for it but um it's just like this adventure thing going through the kid's eyes and you know, yeah it's a good mystery adventure for absolutely sure. you know i there's one thing i didn't like on it and it was one of the deaths on the movie i did not want to happen but i guess it seemed to me a little bit forced at the very end to be that malicious, but um, at the same time, uh, I was waiting for it to be a little bit mean. Like, where is the where is the mean spirited going to come into this? You know, where's the it's going to the serial right. killer going to show his ugliness to it? And it really did it. They really did a good job for it. Um, but yeah, man, I I just love this kind of you know it was a little slow and you get little tidbits here and there and the, like they said the kid adventure i thought the acting was superb you know oh, and, yeah, yeah. and the whole um camaraderie camaraderie how do you say it camaraderie oh my god i'm having a brain fart i believe it's camaraderie camaraderie thank you jesus um That's it's right. not even that late for me um 
with with the with the group of boys you know what i mean having that where they stuck up for each other and at the same time they're trying to unsolve this uh sewer killer thing it was it was just just a great film and i wanted another you know half an hour and maybe another hour to it just because i was like oh man it's almost over i don't want it to end sure sure no i i really enjoyed it and i think again i think if i watch it uh, again i will end up liking it even more than i did the first time and sure it uh it was definitely nothing taken away from it, just that it, as you could see from kind of the tone of the stuff on, on my list, is a little, for the most part stuff that has a little bit more uh, enthusiasm to it for overall, I would say. Mm-hmm. And, and some yeah. of the slower movies I have in kind of the lower half of the top 20. So Sure, 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 sure. Well, I, uh, I think it's... But, no, I, I, I totally want to watch it again, though. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you had your expectations because Turbo Kid's like one of your favorite films, right? It's almost like, um, Mm -hmm. you know, George Lucas did uh, Star Wars and then he did Red Tails. And you're like, what? (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, what? Uh, This isn't Star Wars. (laughs) Sure, sure. Of course it's not. Yeah. Right. All right. So down to the top two here. Uh, Number two. Mm -hmm. And this one... It was so tough for me because I only got to see it in the theater, mm. and I really wanted to see it again. It's just not available, and that is Overlord. Yeah, I, can't um, I went I to go it. see it. I went to go see it with my kid. I had seen the trailers when we went to see something else, and was like, "Oh, that looks really cool." And he was with me, and we're like, it "Was coming out," so we went to go see it. And I don't, I don't know that it lasted a super long time in the theater, but it was there for a little while. So yeah, uh, but it's just. I mean, it's it's a little bit period PC because it's I think World War Two and it's mm-hmm. it's Nazis and it's a war movie, but then it's also not a war movie because there's some other shit going on. Right, right. And it's it's very intense. It's very graphic. It's very violent, and it's still in a way kind of fun. And it's even though it's it's set in the past, it's technically a period piece. It still doesn't feel as slow as as say like more of those gothic period pieces. Right. Or a little bit more slowed down for me. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I. Yeah. Just a, a, a super intense. Uh, people are calling it like zombies, but it's it's not so much zombie as it's, it's a whole different thing. So. Gotcha. But it's definitely Nazis, and Nazis are dickheads, and they right. get shot a lot. So that's cool. There you go. Too. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even better. I miss this, man. I miss it. I miss it. But at the same time, uh, I'm very. Like I said, I'm anxious to watch it. Like. Um, because right. I've heard, you know, you talk about it for other people talk about how it was really good. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I just like one of those things, you know, I, okay, I'm ready to go see it in the movie theater and it was gone and it was, and it was like, oh shit, you know, but I'm like, oh, yeah. it'll come on video on demand soon, but I'm waiting for it. But, uh, uh, everything right. that I heard about it and everything that you've talked and everything, I'm like, I'm, I'm very hyped to see it. And I'm sure that if I saw it, uh, for this list, it would definitely be on there because it is, I love war movies too. Um, sure. You know, and yeah, then you, yeah, put, you know, put monsters in it. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, it's it's cool with the, that war movie style where it has the different characters, so they kind of go through and, and give you little pieces of them, so you kind of get to know the characters. And yeah, it's, it's the the group of guys thrust together, so then they're slowly unpacking each other and, and getting to know each other and developing trust over time as well. So gotcha. Cool. Cool. It's uh, it's got a lot going on, but definitely the body horror and shit is just is ridiculous. And then a lot of you know, a lot of war horror of, right. of people getting shot and killed that it's way too. Even so. better, even better. I mean, not better that it happens, but it's just that that <laughs> action action you know stuff where it's raw in your face and you right. know, shocking. Yeah, it's cool. All right. So what is your number two? My number two is Ravenous. 
um, this is the movie that you've been telling me to watch, and I watched it. I was like, holy shit, this is good. <laughs> uh, another zombie movie, but god damn it. Like, ever since we watched uh, Girl with All the Gifts, and then, you know, with me, Cargo, and then Rabbit, it's like, these zombie movies are becoming so, like, like just interesting you know it's uh yeah like weird almost yeah you know it has it, different spins on on what the monsters are not so much where it came from but what they are exactly you know and um and all of these movies give us this glimpse of like it you know just like how the original night of living dead was you're just thrust into this world you don't know where it came from it's not the beginning it's not the outbreak you know it's not like uh, world war z where it's everything's happening and you're getting the panic it is you're in this world and they're just surviving so you get again it's that human drama with the zombie background like walking dead that's why it works so well and but this movie is fucking weird too at the same time like there's yeah. <laughs> there's stuff in it like you, i'm going oh okay i need to read something i need to talk to somebody what is going on here um <laughs> you know so sure I, sure <laughs> so which is great because it gets when it ends you're like you, you get the chance to like pull someone aside and talk about this way like, okay what is your theories behind it why did why was there why were the zombies stacking chairs and tables or all their belongings into these pillars and they would sit there and stare at it you know what i mean though sure sure it's a it's a good it's a good movie man and it's just good too the acting's a you know fantastic yes right so my opinion can also spin into my number one movie of the year, cool. which is something you may have heard of called Ravenous. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, the, and, the chair stacking uh, zombies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had watched this a couple, well, a few times, and I was actually reading some stuff about, like, the, the director was interviewed and a few people's kind of interpretations of things. Yeah. And uh, not to, like, give a full-on review or anything of it, but... Uh, a lot of it has to do with the zombies retaining mm -hmm. their their most sort of primal human instinct to to collect and worship right right something and and sort of like fetishize or or idol worship type of situation so and then a lot of the stacking is i i have to go back and watch it again now that i read this shit now because sure. a lot of the stacking also kind of plays into like the, the size of the stacks has to do with the the sizes of the groups because everyone brings something to this and adds to the thing and the bigger the stack the bigger the group of of monsters surrounding it so gotcha yeah i but the the big thing was about these zombies sort of retaining yeah a piece of their humanity to some degree which you see the they're like smart zombies they mm -hmm. they can stop and they can wait for someone to kind of fall into a trap yes they they run around fucking screaming and making these haunting horrible noises. Oh, I know that's so good. And they're they're obviously hearing sensitive. So I I had kind of joked that it's like a quiet place with zombies. Right. But right. also spoken in French. <laughs> right. So <laughs> because the whole thing is is these zombies make noise, and so everyone is trying to be super quiet because they're sound sensitive, and they're just waiting and listening and you hear this really faint scream and then it's like all right we got to get the fuck out of here yeah. right now yeah the, the movie did and there's so much tension like that exactly that just builds and builds and builds exactly like there's you know um it, it reminds me of like like the like the the herd zombie films of back in the day where when they hit your house there was no escape and you and you couldn't do anything about it because they were there and this movie did it several times where you see a forest and all of a sudden you, you hear that faint scream 
and the actors right. just panic. They go in panic mode and they run. And as a, I'm sitting there going, "Oh my god, dude, they're they're there, and the danger's not miles away. It's like right there. It's mm. right on the corner." And um, like you said, the building of that tension was so well done. Uh, sure, yeah, doing yeah. that. So yeah, man, it's and again, it makes perfect sense about the whole possession thing because um, you know, retaining some of that because again, these are we don't know it's it's like the traditional zombie in a sense that they rampage and they bite you and if you're scratched and bit you turn into one of them but it's also uh, a different element to it you know like retaining stuff and building shrines like you said of their personal uh, uh, artifacts and stuff and maybe that's like their right, new home right. and yeah so you know well and that's their their sort of humanity too is that they they aren't just like say the walking dead they're just constantly traveling somewhere right there's no yeah there's and obviously those are, are shuffling zombies where these are faster moving ones but yeah these ones just go kind of from their place to place yeah and if they happen to encounter some shit along the way or it stumbles across them then they're gonna take it out but and there, there's just like a lot of kind of weird takes on it and and some sort of extra layers and some of the stuff that is very similar to other zombie tropes and some of it that is a little bit different too. So mm -hmm. uh, for me, that was that was a big part of what kept it at the top of my list is I am a big fan of zombie movies, but I love that this one kept up the intensity and the gore and the violence, but yeah. it also added some human drama yes. and it also added enough weirdness to kind of take it out of that oh this is just like a normal zombie movie yeah man exactly exactly it, it gave you that talking point like did you see ravenous yeah mm -hmm. okay man what was your take on why they were building these things and how did they get way up there without collapsing these <laughs> those shrines you know i know yeah uh, i want to see them a scene of how they were building them yeah exactly <laughs> We need like an extra footage, yeah, a behind the scenes thing. But that makes it even better. Like, yeah, it just leaves it a lot to your imagination, and I love that. Right. You know, it's not just and, like A to B. And for the second year in a row, my number one movie was a French speaking movie. Yeah. <laughs> Although this one was French Canadian, and the other one was French France. French French. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Well, France, cool, French. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. So if. I didn't see this next movie. I think Ravidus would probably have been my top movie of all time, or uh, of 2018, uh, just right. with all the same reasons. But um, so my number one, and it didn't make your list at all, and you know for obvious reasons, it's not your type of movie and stuff. But uh, and this sure. this might be on a lot of other people's movie uh, top ten list too, and a lot of people it's like a love hate kind of deal. But uh, mine's Hereditary, and um, from the day I saw this film in the in the theater, uh, I, I was captivated with it because it hit all the elements that I like, you know, the possession cult, uh, the mythos behind it. It was, you know, very well researched as far as like what the movie was about, and is very smart in the way that. Um, how it was ancestral, like it's a, the term hereditary. How you know they were trying to raise this demon, and you know, you know, passing a trait on into they found the perfect body host and stuff. So it, it like I said, very smart, very um, you know, well researched in the in the in the demonology mythos of it all. Uh, you know, to to do it, I didn't even know. I think what what shocked me most about hereditary was I went into it not knowing a thing about it, and when I saw it, I was like, wow, that was cool. So I didn't have any you know uh, uh preconceived notions of what i was expecting to see you know all i say was whatever the trailer showed be some guys on fire so you know whatever and uh <laughs> so mm -hmm. 
But uh, yeah, you know, it just I just liked it. I was captivated with it. I just I just really was drawn to it. And I was like, man, such oh, a yeah, yeah. smart. To me, it was like a smart movie. And a lot of people can, you know, they do disagree. And I, like, I know um, uh, Chris, who, who I'm on the Starlight Digest with, he hated the movie. He absolutely hated it. And I was like, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, my defense is, well, you didn't understand it, you know, but no, I just, uh, that's just to be mean, but, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, hey, you know, right, I, right. I don't know why he didn't hate, he hate, he couldn't tell me why he hated it either. Sure. Well, and he's not really a horror guy, so. Right, right. Maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's like a couple things. So it, it was so much of a, a like real mm-hmm. Oscar worthy drama type movie. Sure. Sure. That I'm not necessarily a fan of that deep of a family drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of that stuff is just kind of lost on me. Like, I just don't <laughs> connect with those emotions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. even from, like, I mean, you know, I joke about with my kids and whatever. But even yeah. just kind of growing up, like, I don't really have a lot of, like, this deep emotional family history or anything. Like, I don't really have a lot of connection to... My mm-hmm. family was always there. It's not like, I don't know, maybe I'm just, like, emotionless or something. No, like I- that sort of thing. <laughs> Or something, but uh, yeah, uh, it was it was that type of movie. So I get why everyone is saying, you know, this is should be nominated for an Oscar or a, sure. whatever kind of awards movies get, and uh, it it doesn't take anything away from it as far as as being that type of movie. But that's just not my type of movie necessarily. Yeah, exactly. But the stuff that was the horror movie about it, I did liken it. Yeah. But it, it was kind of split in between so much of the other stuff that I understand why people like it, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't do that much for me. Yeah. But yeah, I totally didn't hate it. I think I gave it like a seven or a seven and a half or yeah. something. Like, yeah. You you definitely uh, have to... There's definitely some badass stuff in it. Yeah, happens. of course. Yeah. You, like, honestly, you definitely have to be kind of invested when you, ty- when you watch these type of movies where mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, almost like... Okay, so it's almost like Rosemary's Baby, The Omen, um... Mm-hmm. You know, I can name a lot of 80s movies that are into this, like where they did like these cult switches where, you know, there's a lot of that kind of undertones to it. You kind of have to be invested into it and, and go for the slower burn, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I guess I guess that the religious overtones a little bit on it, too. Uh, sure. You got to. Yeah, you just kind of expect like a like a, you know. A faster pace kind of stuff you have to kind of buy into it and they and they and they really do milk it with the uh family drama what the dad is so disconnected that he's like such a you know a not a, a forceful guy and and like to me in hereditary i just wanted to shake him to shake the dad the whole time because he was arguing about stupid things it was like you know look around you your kids are dying and, and all you're doing is crying in the corner you have to like you know do something <laughs> about it but i think that's what it meant to be you know it meant to weaken him as a as a character and i could like i said we can go into this whole podcast about it you know hereditary it's it's there's, to me there's so much there there's a lot there and right um like i said yeah, I, I just uh, i just didn't like any of them so yeah <laughs> Yeah. So, and like I said, I, I I really appreciated the mythos of of the of the film too. So you know, I wanted them all to go driving with that kid, <laughs> and get their head knocked off. Yeah, exactly. Well, see, you know, and like, uh, you know, people, I like one of those things where I when I that scene came up in the movie theater when the girl's got her head got killed, you know, knocked off, and there's a reason for it. You know, what I mean, there's there's a straight reason for the decapitation scene. It wasn't just for shock value. You know, uh, right. and it had to all do with payment, you know, so. Right. Yeah, but man. it wasn't funny. It wasn't so. funny. 
no. <laughs> it was not funny. I don't think there was a funny moment in this movie at all. I mean, at least at least Revenus, he had the bad jokes he was telling, right? <laughs> yes, that's right. There were some funny moments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was just to calm the tensions. No, this was a very, uh, Hereditary is a very serious movie. And that little girl in Revenus was like the cutest little kid I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, no kidding. Oh my God. I was like, Jesus Christ, that kid is so goddamn adorable. Yeah. Like, even I would save that kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was a lot of fun. I think yeah. we had done enough homework to feel justified in our, mm-hmm. our list here. And hopefully, this wasn't too terrible for people to listen to us talk about 100 movies or whatever this was. Right, exactly. Um, I think, I don't know, should we. We could read back our, our top 10 sure. before we close out here. And so I will start with 10 to 1, Tragedy Girls, Another Wolf Cop, Hold the Dark, Dead Shack, Assassination Nation, Revenge, Halloween, Ketsick Blues, Overlord, Ravenous. Nice. So yeah, I love that we have repeats on here. Um, so my 10 to 1 is Halloween, Hold Halloween 2018, Okay. Uh, Hold the Dark, Apostle, Dead Shack, the Ritual, Assassination Nation, A Quiet Place, Summer of 84, Ravenous, and Hereditary. That's just... Very good. I love that. I love those. Yeah, I, I think we have some uh, very good lists on there where you look at it and you go, man, I want to watch all those, you know? So it's not like this obscure things that no one's heard of and like the Oscars, everything on the Oscars. <laughs> right. I think I love yeah, our I love sure our I genre like so much better. Movies. No, I like I said yeah. I I was talking about something real fast before we go. I was talking to somebody about like the Oscars and like you know we don't care if we appreciate it as far as in the horror community. But honest to God, there is so many more better stories being told in the independent realm realm and the Netflix realm of of mm-hmm. horror movies than anything the Oscars has could could give us. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, just just take Raw or take, Ra- you know, not even Raw, but take Raw, for example. It's just like uh, try to beat that, you know, and they just for some reason they're not they're not uh, recognizing, you know, great storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. That's OK. We'll keep ours. Yeah. Well, I don't even know how those things are constructed. I, I think it's it's um, a lot of insider trading or some shit. I believe so. I believe there is some shenanigans involved. There's a lot of shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I think that's going to do it for this episode. So uh, we are going to be back in about a week or so with another episode we're working on. I uh, have to kind of confirm everything, so I don't want to announce anything too far ahead here. But there's a couple other things in the works as well. So definitely going to be a fun February here that we have coming up on the show. Yes. And I think uh, obviously you know where to find the show, but if you would like to hear any of the other shows that are friends of ours, if you don't follow us on one of these networks, then please also uh, support our friends on the Legion podcasts, uh, Raw Live and Unedited podcast, and also on the Padded Room Network. They are, are all networks that carry our show as well, and so we like to support our friends on all of those. And if you have a moment to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, that would help quite a bit as well. But uh, I think, do you have anything else before we sign off here? No, that's it. I know that uh, by the time this comes out, I've already been doing guest spots, and uh, uh, so I can't, because I, I think this will come out after I do them. So 
So there's a couple guest spots sure, that sure. I'll do. Yeah, so no, man. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And, and anybody who wants to drop us a review, I love it because, you know, we want to know that there's somebody else on the other end listening, which I, I know there is. <laughs> sure, sure. I know there is. But, you know, it just it helps us to reassure us, you know, to see that we're doing the right path. And any kind of, you know, suggestions or criticism, hey, man, bring it on. You know, let's uh, let's talk and see how, you know, we can continue just be you know having fun with the show i'd love to hear from it sure sure all right well yeah thanks everybody and we'll see you next time bite my tongue bite my time wearing a warning sign wait till the world is mine visions i vandalize cold in my kingdom size fell for these ocean You should see me in a crowd I'm gonna run this nothing to hell Watch me make them bow One by, one by, one One by, one by You should see me in a crowd Your silence is my favorite sound Watch me make them bow Watch me make a bow